0: back at the best of Saturday racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day, this is Past the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Pass the Post, Sunday, January 15th. David Fowler with you today, and uh, speaking of Past the Post, well, we only got Past the Post twice yesterday, and we'll be talking a lot about that over the next hour or so. Of course, don't forget Archer Park Racing. They've been active at the Magic Millions sales this week. It's a pretty simple exercise. Just go to archerparkracing.com.au. You'll see what they've bought, and you can buy in. Whatever percentage, whatever you want to do, but have a look at what they've bought during the week. And, of course, the sale not quite over yet. We've still got two days of selling to go. Book two starts this afternoon at 2 o'clock. But they've had a tremendous last six months. Horses like TikTok, Queen, Golden Boom, Spiritualized, Hidden Wealth, they're just some of the winners. So they really inform and they want you to be part of the the growing Archer Park group as they take racing ownership to the next level. Well, we went to bed on Friday night looking forward to a fine Magic Millions Day and I suppose also in anticipation the weather wouldn't be as hot as it normally is and the indications were a perfect racing surface with the understanding it would be a little kinder than what was presented on the Wave race day. But in an extraordinary 12-hour period, a set of circumstances, some avoidable, some unknown, and some out of anyone's control, collided. It resulted in the postponement of the $8 million races now transferred to Thursday at Aquas Park Gold Coast. Normally a topic like this is the domain of press room, but we promote past the post as discussing the major talking points, as you just heard, and yesterday's scenario certainly falls into that category. We'll speak with some of the major players as we look back, but also look forward, and we'll discuss some broader issues as well. So... Thanks for your company this morning. My first guest is the Chairman of Stewards for Queensland Thoroughbred Racing, Josh Adams, and he's been kind enough to join me. Josh, good morning. Yeah, good morning, David. Thanks for being with us. I want to say right from the get-go that I think yourself and your team did a very good job yesterday. These were unusual circumstances for everyone involved, particularly from the, the, the group controlling the meeting, in charge of the meeting, because... It was a moving feast in a short period of time, but also, I know safety is paramount at any race meeting, but when you're dealing with a feature meeting, and not just a feature meeting, one of our biggest ones in Queensland, there was a bit of pressure on you, but uh, I think you came through well. Yeah, I appreciate the sentiment, David. Um, When we arrived on track
2: um, yesterday morning, um, uh, as we do with with feature race meetings, we we went to walk the track and uh, just prepare ourselves uh, for the day ahead. Um, when myself and uh, senior steward Rion Hitchner uh, went and, and watched the track gallop, um, we, we weren't prepared with uh, that section of the track at the 350. Um, so we put things in place to to try to uh, get through the remainder of the, uh, the race thing. But what you touched on earlier on, uh, the predicted weather was only for, for two meals in the morning. Um, so, when we were faced with that continuous uh, 14 mil of rain, um, it, we tried our best, um, being the stewards and the, and the Gold Coast Turf Club, to, to get through the remainder of the car. But when we were forced to the scenes of horses slipping around your turn, uh, we had to turn to the safety of the horse and also
1: to the jockeys. And I think ultimately the, the best decision was made to postpone until Thursday. I want to dive a bit deeper into a, a few things and some of those things you've mentioned. The, the first thing, I'll, this is a, a question to you from a personal viewpoint. When we woke on, on Saturday morning, the track rating was a soft six, but we were informed that three and a half mils of rain had fallen overnight. Many of us were surprised that it had gone from a good four to a soft six with only three and a half mils of rain. Did you feel the same way?
2: Yeah, I, I was surprised, Um when we, when we arrived, obviously, I was based on the Gold Coast overnight. Um, so when I arrived at the track, uh, it, it was noticeable that, that there was rain uh, around the precinct. Um, when I started the, the track inspection, um, I found that there was a, a, a fairly good footing, um, though it, so it was soft. Yeah. Um, it, after there was a track gallop by jockeys, um, Paul Hemersley gave a good description that he thought it was in the soft range. um, But then armed with the, I'd say, a heavy section at the home turn, Mm. um, after speaking with um, the Gold Coast Turf Club, we made the decision to shift the rail um, because it wasn't going to be a consistent footing around the turn, especially at a critical point when the horses were straightening. But, um, yeah, but the answer to answer that question, yeah, I was surprised to see the track as soft as it was in the morning.
1: So we, we're on a soft six. I think I arrived there around 9 o'clock, and I actually spoke with, with Navesh, Navesh Ramdani, and he said mm. that after that three and a half mils, I think there was another seven, and there would be a further inspection around 10.30, and and he was uh, of the opinion that there would be a track reassessment. That happened. You went to a soft seven, and that patched in the term, which you've discussed Went to a heavy nine. So all good moving to the first race. We run the first race, 16 horses. Uh, it was run at a very fast speed. They were slow up the straight and they came in at fairly long intervals. And But the overall time was one ten seventy two. That's about two and a half seconds outside of mm. the record. But so from a, 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 a viewer's point of view, it, it, it looked uh, a bit ordinary, but then you had jockeys approach you after the first race. Just take us through that. Yeah, so after the first race, we had um,
2: jockeys um, advise that they had uh, issues with sections around the turn where their the mounts were losing traction. Then we also had uh, concerns with visibility. Um, as you would know, with that, that light rain which was falling throughout the morning, they were uh, putting water in the, in the divots created um, uh, throughout the, the race. So what we did after race one, we conducted another track inspection around the turn. Um, We had, luckily we had a a good group of senior delegates. So we went and had a look and uh, the decision was made to go on a race by race basis. Um, After race one, the the rain did stop for a a short section, uh, which allowed us to get through the race two being the the debutante race. Um, Unfortunately though, with a delay with um, one of the runners having to be reshot, there was rain again. Um, and what was more concerning, David, was uh, James McDonald's mount. His mount did slip noticeably around the 600-metre mark, which wasn't in a section which we had concerns with um, with the inspection after race one. Um, so with the deterioration of the track surface and also speaking to the the jockeys, um, the decision was ultimately made that we were concerned with the safety of the track, um, and um, ultimately, the, the jockeys had their votes. And I, I would like to confirm to your listeners: the stewards also agreed we weren't happy with the safety of the track after race two. Um, so ultimately, that, that's the reason why we had to postpone.
1: I said at the top of the show I was going to discuss some broader issues with my guest this morning, and that's one I want to discuss with you now. This secret ballot is mm. this a relatively new thing for when these circumstances present themselves? It is. Um, So, uh, as you mentioned, I'm fairly new into the role, but um,
2: prior to um, me becoming the Chief Steward, there there was a a document that was created between Racing Queensland and the Commission Stewards, and also it wanted to bring in um, the Trainers Association and also the Jockeys Association. Uh, This was to create consistency when it came to cancellation of race meetings. So, basically, it's a consultation process but for all the people who have skin in the game to make sure that they have their say when it comes to these type of decisions, David. The, ultimately, though, when it comes to the jockey safety, when the jockeys decide that they want to withdraw their services, um, it'll be a braver man than me to say that you know we'll continue on with the race meeting. Ultimately, the jockeys are the ones who are riding those horses. Um, but in this case, both the stewards and the jockeys both agreed that the track wasn't safe.
1: Just take us through that that, that secret ballot process. Mm. How does it actually work? How how does it uh, how's it undertaken?
2: Yeah. So um, uh, a vote is taken between the riders who are riding in the next race, mm. and so it's uh, a, a re- each jockey gets to write down on a piece of paper if they want to continue on, if they want to ride, if they don't want to ride, um, and then it's a majority vote. Um, so a, a delegate will return back to the stewards room, and the, the votes will be counted. It is uh, anonymous, so jockeys don't have to put their names down, and and then that's taken into account. If the the jockeys have majority said that they don't wish the ride, um, that's what the advice that we uh, take moving forward.
1: So, so there would have been uh, what uh, 13 votes because it was race three that was coming up, the sub-zero race. Uh, Are you at liberty to tell us uh, was it a unanimous vote? no yeah i can I can say it wasn't unanimous it, it was a high majority so
2: sure. david um, and and that's the, the the good thing about being a, a, a anonymous at votes um, we found in the past sometimes certain jockeys in the room have a louder voice than others, so it gives an opportunity for the jockeys who you know normally don't voice their concerns to, to have their voice heard um, so uh, i, I I believe it's not the first time we've conducted that secret ballot in Queensland, um, but yeah, yesterday it, it worked to um, yeah, it worked to to make sure that the, the rider safety was um, yeah,
1: was heard, um, and yeah, it, it's something that will continue moving forward. What, what happens if there are 14 runners at seven votes each? Yeah, so um, when, it's a, when it's a split vote, um, then ultimately
2: the the stewards would would then cast their vote and would also have consultation with the trainers and also the club Um, the the stewards are there to look after not only the integrity of the race but also the safety of the riders so if we don't think it's safe either, uh, we we wouldn't continue on with the race meeting.
1: Thanks for joining me this morning. I reiterate what I said at the start of the show, I think you and your team under what was uh, difficult circumstances, different circumstances and it was a situation where it kept changing all of the time I think you handled it really well, and uh, it's good to see as you've as you said yourself, growing into the role as the chairman of Stewart's. Thanks for being with us this morning. We'll, we'll talk again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you, David. Josh Adams joining us this morning, chairman of Stewart's for Queensland Thoroughbred Racing. Take us through step by step what happened yesterday. Well, uh, many were disappointed, of course, that the races were called off. Uh, it was a situation that was unavoidable. One man, particularly, of course, is the CEO of the Gold Coast Turf Club, Steve Lyons, and he joins me this morning on Past the Post. Steve, good morning.
3: Good morning, David. How are you?
1: Well, I'm well, but uh, I, I understand, of course, you were disappointed. But but also, Steve, too, just on a broader issue, this day yesterday was shaping by your club's projections as being a big crowd because we're, we're out of all COVID rules and regulations, but also, and I think this is more important too, the... You may have actually achieved a record turnover figure yesterday.
3: Yeah, we were predicting uh, around about 90 million turnover, which uh, would have broken uh, last year's record, which is the biggest race day, which is about 80 million. And from a crowd perspective, um, you know, just knowing the people that have been around in millions and the build-up to it and the work that we put in, um, I was very comfortable that we would, we would have landed on about twenty-five thousand.
1: What an astonishing situation! I know the I know the weather bureaus there to be knocked down when they get it wrong, but the the, the factor is I think in thirty-seven years of, of Magic Millions history, there's never been a wet day, and, and the, the prediction was at the worst for like one one mil of rain, so you would have gone to bed on Friday. I'd feel you on pretty good terms with yourself.
3: Didn't even think about it. Forty uh, percent chance of less than one mil, so that sort of put my head on the pillow about nine thirty. Not, not 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 even on my radar at all. And uh, of course, got a phone call from Navesh early five o'clock. Went out and saw Josh and Navesh, had a chat time about how things looked, and uh, we were pretty comfortable even then that would clear up. And it just kept coming and coming and coming. I think we ended up with uh twenty and a half or twenty point five or twenty one mil for the day, so the the extraordinary
1: ridiculous. yeah, the extraordinary part was that uh whilst that's the, the total, you kept thinking at one point it'll clear. It was a tease, wasn't it? There'd be a bit of sunlight would come out and it'd brighten up, then it'd roll back in again, it just wouldn't go away.
3: Yeah, and that, that real little, you know, misty sort of area that sits on the blade of the grass, uh, you know, things... Uh, I looked at the, the film footage of race two and a couple of horses were slipping and it, it just doesn't get a chance to soak in. And, um, yeah, we'll stop, start, stop, start. Yes, no, yes, no, but uh, very frustrating. A lot of hard work's gone in, but, you know, we've our chins up, move forward, and uh, there's nothing you can do about weather. And uh, uh, let's look forward to Thursday.
1: I'll come to that in a moment. Just one thing I would—I do want to ask you today, uh, because, of course, I think all your your, your corporate areas and whatever was, was, was sold out. I imagine most of them
3: stayed and enjoyed the day? There was a bumper crowd there at 5 o'clock, <laughs> I can assure you. So, look, you know, the, the food and festivities were in place. Uh, people still enjoyed their day. Disappointed, naturally, that there wasn't the racing, but how uh, everyone got through their packages and... and, and uh, Enjoyed a good afternoon for what I can see. You know, a couple of, obviously people frustrated, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do or nor anyone can do about the weather and um, it is what it
1: is. Importantly, now, let's look ahead. So the decision was made fairly swiftly yesterday too by mid-afternoon to transfer the eight postponed races, all um, uh, million-plus, to Thursday so you've got a... Your club has to make a swift reset. What plans have you got in for Thursday for people who are intending to go to the races?
3: All right. So, for, for, so we've worked through a few uh, iterations, but initially uh, anyone that was a GA ticket holder yesterday um, will get in for free on this Thursday. They'll also get a free beer and they'll also get a free $10 tab uh, betting voucher. Um, so that's for the GA proportion. For those people, who have ticketing. Um Uh, With the corporates and the restaurants, suites and uh, all that, we're working our way through those, and they'll all get posted up probably by about midday tomorrow. Uh, A lot of people want to rebook. Certainly, uh, we've got some challenges around food, and uh, uh, alcohol should be okay, but uh, food's a bit of a challenge for us, and anyone in that market at the moment knows how tough it is, so we're working our way through that. But by mid-lunch, you know, we're thinking the premium packages in the restaurants and uh, those who want their sweets and uh, do that again. Um, probably just the event centre that we haven't really piled anything I think, together. But uh, by lunchtime tomorrow, go onto the website and everything should be there.
1: Well, well that's, that's good. So they can go to the website of the Gold Coast Turf Club and see what's available for Thursday. But as far as those people who had GA and ticketing, um, free admission... A beer and a ten dollar betting voucher, courtesy of Tab. Just a, this is a tough question, and and maybe you can't answer, but maybe you can. So you're thinking, or what, what would you be thinking of what crowd you might get on Thursday with this revised plan?
3: Uh, still a lot of people around on the coast, David. So you know, I, I'd, I'd be I'd be thinking around five thousand six thousand somewhere there. Um, you know, millions. Uh, we've had a chat with the millions team. They very comfortable of, uh, you know, fulfilling their quotas in their areas, and um, yeah, I, I think it potentially can be six thousand um, quite easily. Um, it's just around, uh, you know, who's staying on the coast. About twenty percent of people are visitors normally around this particular time, so it, so you know, there's probably that contingent that won't be there, but uh, I think it'll be solid. I wanted
1: to mention, too, uh, you mentioned a figure of around five or six. I want to mention last Saturday, the Wave Race Day. I think that was your fourth running of it. I was saying here on Pass the Post last Sunday, this day is evolving in itself. Of course, it's a forerunner to to the big dance, which was scheduled for yesterday, but it's evolving its own identity, and uh, I think that was evidenced by a really good crowd last week. And the fact that uh, uh, this race meeting is, is gaining stronger recognition year by year.
3: Yeah, look, we're delighted with day, but It fits in beautifully with, the, you know, the whole Magic Millions piece, of course. And, uh, mm. um, you know, we had a great crowd. And Turner, I don't know if you saw the turnover, we turned over $42 million, um, off the back of three years ago, 20, $25 million. So, you know, the growth is substantial and uh, we're delighted with the day. And, and it fits into this whole... Theme or festival theme of Magic Millions that we're sort of building as we evolve and, you know, what's coming up in the next year and a half, two years. So uh, all goes well. It'll be the the, the penultimate place of uh, equine, extravaganza in the next few years. The prize money increasing for the, the, the
1: major races, these announcements were made last Sunday. I thought one of the, the key announcements, and I'm sure you as a CEO and you, your directors, and the club, are excited by this Friday night meeting before Magic Millions Day. That's in 2025. It's very similar to the Manicato Stakes-Cox play thing. This is going to be a, a $3 million slot race as, as part, of, part of the meeting. Uh, you must be excited about that.
3: Oh, we're beside ourselves. We think, you know, that's just penultimate for the whole week then and... Uh you know, night racing is something, as you know, been on our radar. And, you and know, I have chatted about it for some time now and uh, we can't wait to put the switch on at some point in time, uh, probably December this year. So uh, that race will fit in beautifully and uh, it's just around how do we flip it over for the next day because it's such a monster crowd. Mm, exactly. Uh, you mentioned the lights. That's a
1: good segue to my next question. So when do you think the lights will be up and running at Aquas Park Gold Coast? December this year. Okay, so will we have a twilight night Magic Millions in two thousand
3: and twenty-four? Yeah, yet to be decided. Uh, there's been some light discussion with our racing Queensland and obviously Moons about it, but nothing firm. Um, certainly, we will run a night meeting in December. There's no doubt about that, and we might do the wave as sort of a uh, segue into a tw- twilight as well. Fair enough.
1: Just last question. Uh, of course, the, the the plan was to run yesterday's race meeting, and those bulldozers were moving in on Monday. So, what's
3: the process there? Is it like back a backer week? No, not really, David. All, all we're going to do was heavily um, scalp the grass, and right. we're going to leave the grass in place until about March. Um, because we had dirt flying everywhere and they've got drainage in and all that. So realistically, it was just around scalping and killing off uh, the top layer. That was all the sort of program this week. So back a week really doesn't burn us
1: too much anyway. You're looking at returning to racing on the, the new course proper later in the year. Of course, you've got big meetings during the year. You've got your jewel meeting in March and Hollandale Stakes Day in May. Where are they transferred to?
3: NBRC are running the dual meeting, and that'll be in uh, March, and we'll be, uh, the Holland goes on holidays up to the Sunshine Coast uh, in May, so uh, the Jewel the, the at Joombin and uh, the Holland at the Sunshine Coast. Good on you,
1: mate. I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, a disappointing result yesterday. We get that, but as we said, a, a number of factors collided to, to present that circumstance, but you've got a busy time ahead of you, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday for a big day.
3: Yeah, I appreciate your time, David. Thanks for uh, the chat. Cheers.
1: Steve Lyons joining us, the CEO of the Gold Coast Turf Club. We're looking back at yesterday. We're looking forward as well. I wanted to have a chat with Brendan Parnell, the CEO of Racing Queensland. He's been kind enough to join us this morning. Brendan, good morning.
0: Good morning, David. And to all the listeners, yeah, there's been some great issues covered off and what was the most unusual intersection of issues yesterday.
1: I don't know if you've got a copy of the Bart Sinclair Encyclopedia. It's one you should really have. Everyone should have it because it has got all this information in. He tells me, uh, and without any fear of contradiction, it has never rained on Magic Millions Day until yesterday. I I think he would be right.
0: I think that's right. We were actually talking yesterday and reflecting on how many hot and dry Magic Millions Days. There was a storm the year that Outback Barbie won the QTIS Trophy as they cross the line. But apart from that, you're spot on. It's been a good three, the three of the past five years.
1: You were quoted in on Race Dead this morning as saying the Gold Coast deserves to host the Magic Millions. It's, it's, it's an iconic race. Do I read into that? Was it taken on board that there was consideration or was there a suggestion, whether it was from within or without, to possibly run next uh, the Magic Millions races next Saturday at Dumont or even Eagle Farm?
0: Yeah, all of those options, David, a really rigorous process uh, between the trainers, the jockeys, Curic, the club, Magic Millions, uh, looked at all of those options and tried to make a participant-focused decision which would benefit uh, the horses, um, enable the maximum number of visiting jockeys, um, the trainers and horse welfare. Um, but in considering that, it was viewed that the Gold Coast and its most iconic race meeting stays there. Uh, And then things like securing free-to-air coverage were an important part of the the discussion. There is a few showers forecast Monday, Tuesday. I mean, you wouldn't believe today's beautiful weather on the Gold Coast after what happened yesterday. Um, And so with that in mind, a warm day forecast Wednesday and getting free-to-air and interstate jockeys, we've landed on Thursday. But it was a very rigorous process, and we tried to make sure we talked to all key stakeholders.
1: So we're right for Channel 7 on Thursday?
0: Yep, prime time for the two- and three-year-olds. Now, there is a new race order. David, if you'd like me to take you through that. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so we'll kick off with the cutest trophy as race one, the sub-zero as race two, the star Magic Minions two-year-old classic race three, the three-year-old Guineas race four to secure those two free-to-air main channel coverage. Right. Then we move to the fillies and mares race, followed by the snippets, then the syndicate... Uh, and we'll finish off with the Magic Millions Cup on eight races worth a million dollars or more, the only card like that in the Southern Hemisphere.
1: I suppose a downside by running Thursday, and, and this has to be acknowledged, that you will take a hit turnover-wise considering the, the, the value of the races and the profile of the meeting.
0: Yeah, there will be a wagering impact. Uh, but if you, whether you looked at Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you still would have had the same impact. Uh, Racing the following Saturday, it might have mitigated part of the wagering, but we would have missed out on a number of jockeys with other carnival commitments um, as well. So all of those things went into consideration, and this is about industry and making sure that the millions gets the best coverage at distribution, and wagering is one of several impacts that um, uh, we're aware of, um, as well as the club and and yesterday's terrible weather impacting their walk-up crowds that Steve was hoping to get.
1: Last Sunday, uh, Grace Grace, our Racing Minister for the the Labor State Government, made several big announcements regarding the Gold Coast, short-term and long-term, in terms of uh, increased prize money, in terms of new race meetings. Um, Carnivals don't go 52 weeks a year, so what I wanted to discuss now, and it's a broader issue, is the lighting, and we just spoke with Steve Lyons, he said the lighting will be ready to be rolled out in December, and in fact he was hopeful there'll be a, a night meeting in December, but... Has the Gold Coast Club and RQ discussed a a night racing model outside of carnival time?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So last week's announcement were effectively expanding the Magic Millions brand through two additional race meetings, both under lights. Uh, The use of lights more broadly, though, will be working through the pattern of Friday nights alternating between gold and Sunshine Coast Mm. um, during the warmer months of the year. With a new track, though, it won't be used fully, uh, for the first few years as the growing continues. And that's one reason uh, why the new Magic Millions Eve race meeting won't kick off until 2025 to enable a further year of growing of the grass. Uh, so the, the, the sort of the key areas that that will be will be carnival racing under lights. And the example, Steve, we're talking with the Gold Coast Turf Club about is the fantastic wave and Magic Millions um, Rising Star meeting going to potentially a twilight and using lights Uh, in wintertime on Hollandale meeting and other feature uh, meetings, running into the twilight like we do with the Caloundra Cup. Uh, And then the third area will be, of course, that new two-year-old million-dollar race during winter as well being run under lights. Then the third area will be the regular pattern with the Sunshine Coast on a Friday night. We're working with the club on a staged introduction of that Friday night circuit.
1: Fair enough. Let's talk about you before you go. Your, your time's almost up because you were announced your resignation a little time ago and you've been there at Racing Queensland since May 2018. I'm not going to pit any medals on your chest, but I will say on behalf of the industry, the industry's in a far better state now than when it was in 2018. And I'm not attributing that to you solely, but you've been part of the process. But I've got to say one thing, and I, this comes up in discussion with with many people of different walks. The support from the Labor State Government has been absolutely outstanding. It does deserve acknowledgement and recognition.
0: Yeah, David, I think it's been a big team effort. It's getting the industry a bit more unified around the direction we are seeking to achieve. And with that, more unity has been some great outcomes delivered. Uh, Minister Grace was there yesterday. She's been a pivotal... Figure in delivering better outcomes. The government's acutely aware. A number of ministers were there, and the opposition uh, letter yesterday. The size and scale of our industry, jobs, particularly in regional Queensland, and, and the major events economy. And with that recognition, has come the support through the betting tax reforms. Uh, from our perspective, is being more commercial with the calendar and through innovation. And you know, through your previous life in harness the amount of innovation that's been delivered there. So it's been a a privilege to sit in the chair and I'm not going anywhere quickly. I've still got another three months and we've still got a few more announcements to come. Uh, And I really appreciate the support of the industry. Yep, there's been some tough decisions and the year of COVID was very challenging, Um, but it's been a, a delight to see the industry in a healthier position than what it was.
1: The general comment that's given to me is we've come a long way in a short time. And that's coming from people outside of the state looking in who once might have been... A little, little critical, or maybe a bit more than a little critical, but they're looking at Queensland now very favourably. Uh, and just on the CEO position, have those posi- has that position closed now in terms of applications?
0: Yeah, applications closed last week, and there's a process underway uh, which our board will be working through. Um, and I think now it's a much bigger business and an exciting role to take on for whoever is successful in that recruitment. When I commence, we're a $218 million revenue business, and this year we surpassed $354 million uh, with plans to grow that and a huge infrastructure plan. So an exciting time for whoever takes the role, and I hope they do a great job in building it uh, bigger and brighter for the future.
1: Appreciate your time this morning, and appreciate your time overall in your role at, at Racing Queensland. I'll see you on Thursday.
0: Thanks. Many thanks, David.
1: There he is, Brendan Parnell, the outgoing CEO of Racing Queensland, but, of course, he still has three months to go. So that's where we're at. That's what happened yesterday. That's what's happening as we move ahead as far as the revised Magic Millions race day this Thursday at Aquas Park Gold Coast, and eight-event card. As Brendan outlined there, a different race order as well. And, of course, that will be on Riser. Well, the bottom line was we still had two races yesterday, so we may as well have a listen to them. But let's go to the inaugural running of the debut. 600 left to run. nazorian has got the best speed mid-race, leads Trichotier, marching right off the track, rush hour in fourth, then stormed the ramparts. Getty on the improved to fifth. Followed by Cyber Wars, desperately near the rail. Well back with Steffi Magnetica, Potty Print, 10-gun ready, and Aristella is last of all. They found right across the track, down below the 300 metres And Nazorian, with a bit of a kick, rush hour running on strongly. So is Trichotier, and here's Getty, right down the outside, coming 2-1. to the one. Short of 200 left to run. Getty out wide and Trichotier, and Rush Hour still there with a chance. Rush Hour and Getty. Getty and Rush Hour. Rush Hour in front and one. The Getty stormed the ramparts. Tricketeer and Steffi Magnetica. Then came potty print Aristella. Cyber Wars to Zorian. Desperately 10 gun ready and marching out towards the tail in 53 and one. Nathan Doyle trains Rush Hour. He was a $130,000 yearling purchase at the Magic Million Sale by Russian Revolution out of Pearl Congenial. Kobe Jennings had the ride. Of course, he'd had two barrier trials and performed well in both of them. Andrew Atkins rode him in each of those trials, but Kobe had the ride yesterday and he handled those rain affected conditions extremely well. It was a good day for Nathan because not only did he win this prestigious race, the, the inaugural debut, but he quit out of the midway at the Royal Ramwick with Delilah beating Super Bright. So, a good day for Nathan Doyle. A uh, little hard to line up the formers out of those two races with the way the conditions were. Getty ran well. Coming right down the outside. Storm the Ramparts was good late. And tricketeer not far away in fourth. Let's go to the first race of the day. And this was the Magic Millions Country Cup. Putters got it right. They were all over Ezekiel of the straight, 300 left to run, commandeering, quickly headed off by Situation Room, still a power pull to the outside, and right at the outside, running on pretty well was Hodgson, where's Ezekiel, it's a coming through strongly now, soon afterwards, Ezekiel and Carr hit the go button, went to Situation Room, then Hodgson, you'll be missed, wider on the track with King Gutho, but the favourite is homer away with Ezekiel, and one by three and a half, Situation Room second, King Gutho third, then you'll be missed, Hodgson, followed by Capsali, Sulven. At the head of the others was Sequana, then came Brad, Brazen Breccia, get your grey on, Zeth, the Swan Island commandeering, stellar power and pulling up quickly at the tail, unassailable in 110-32. Good result for Tamworth trainer Cody Morgan and, of course, Australian Bloodstock and the Australian Bloodstock colours Ezekiel. He's starting to put it all together now. That was his fifth win yesterday. He's not overly raced and it appears the best way or the way for him to be most effective is to have his run space. They did that yesterday and keep him down on the weights as well. He's a horse who doesn't handle big weights too well, but Jamie Carr gave him a perfect ride. If you're on the favourite, you're always on pretty good terms with yourself and then he shot clear over the last 100 metres to win well. He was a, a 220k purchase at the, the Magic Millions sales. So they were the two races run and, as we said, the uh, eight postponed events transferred to Thursday. Bit of news from the sales ring. Fifth selling session last night. Uh, top price was a $1.8 million cult offered by Coran Bean Stud by Exceed and Excel out of Ichihara. So, of course, the breeding bus, you will know that that is uh, Empire of Japan's half-brother. It was purchased by Kiora Stud and Tony Fung Investments. There was also a million-dollar cult offered by Barabel, Zoo Star in times of war. James Herron got that. Average is still just under 300000 And, of course, Book 2 selling begins today from 2 o'clock. That's the news as far as the sales ring is concerned. Well, that's the Gold Coast. Let's turn our attention to the feature race in Perth yesterday. This was the delayed running of the Perth Cup, and here's the replay.
4: At the 600, Cockney Crew still shows the way. The move came quickly though for Buster Bash, and with a dash Buster Bash had hit the front from Cockney Crew, Stafford's lad, Bad Wolf behind them, followed further back Pure Devotion, trapped for Fools, but Buster Bash had booted well clear at the top of the straight, he said Tana on Buster Bash in the cup. Buster Bash shot away by four legs, Pure Devotion down the outside, Stafford's lad, but Buster Bash, he's in a race of his own at the 200, he led by three or four, Stafford's lad, followed by Pure Devotion, but Buster Bash. Buster Bash is coming away, and it's a big win. Great victory by Buster Bash. Won the Cup by three-and-a-half Stafford's lad Pure Devotion, fourth truly inspired. Close-up Dom to shoot a gap holy enchantment from last Mystery Island. Come right back, Alaskan God. They were followed then by Platoon. Cockney, Crew, Utgard, Loki next home, and the last group included Bad Wolf, Trap for Fools, Nerf Boss, hasn't fired, and Heza Parker has rounded them all up in the Cup.
1: Yes, he ran the favourite Buster Bash, Sean McGruddy riding for trainer David Harrison, that he won very easily indeed. You talk about uh, Magic Millions and big prices. Well, here's one in stark contrast. He was a Magic Millions graduate out of the Perth Winter Sale. Selling price, $10,000. So you can get them cheap as well. That was the Perth Cup yesterday. And of course, Murray Bridge. Uh, what an extraordinary day yesterday. Murray Bridge abandoned after two races when Tumbleweeds took over the track and they couldn't race on it. We'll talk more about that tomorrow morning in Press Room with Ben Scadham. Thanks for your time this morning. i what's a shortened version of Pass the Post. And speaking of Pass the Post, uh, we go into recess now, so no Pass the Post for the next two Sundays. We'll resume operations on the first Sunday in February when Ben Dorries is back in the chair and all of a sudden summer's about over, we start to focus on autumn. It's not too far away. Thanks for your company this morning. Look forward to your company on Press Room tomorrow morning. Pass the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing. Don't forget that website archerparkracing.com.au. Have a good day. Bye-bye.